are looking at a major step change in Nigeria. I promise you, things are never going to be the same again. Because now, the Glow One submarine cable has arrived and linked in seamlessly with our 10,000 kilometers of fiber optic network. Now is the time when we can provide our country with clearer lines as well as high-quality internet bandwidth to any global destination at really affordable prices. I promise you, no one else can do this because no one else has a submarine cable to Europe and onto America connected to his own massive national network. Yes, sir. This is the time when we as Nigerians can start to compete with the rest of the world on an equal footing. I thank you for the support in the past, and I know I can count on you in the future. Because this is the time when everything from e-commerce to e-learning can really start to develop here. And on the eve of our 50th anniversary as a nation, this is the time when we can really look forward to the road ahead. I, for one, sir, can't wait to get on that road. And I look forward to seeing you all there. All right. We are back for another great episode of How to Acquire Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, everyone. If you uh, are tuning in, you just uh, heard Mike Adunga. And before that, you were listening to one of my favorite J. Cole songs that actually has a lot to do with today's episode. We're going to get into that as well. Uh, but before we get going, uh, I am your host, Derek Motri for How to Acquire Podcasts. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, I host two different podcasts. One is called Black Equity Podcast, and then also this podcast here called How to Acquire Podcast. Uh, thank you for listening to the Black Equity Premium Playlist, where we give you, uh, for the most part, new music every week. And every once in a while, I'll slide in one of my favorite songs from the past. And so the song that you just recently heard uh, was from J. Cole. And it was on an album that I say changed my life. I think the Forest Hills Drive album, uh, I think it's a classic, first of all. I'll just go ahead and put that out there. Um, and I think for I think it changed my life. I remember back then I was actually working in corporate and I had a, a great corporate job, uh, one of the top five banks in the world, or at least in the United States. And I'll be honest with you, I had reached a place in my career where I couldn't even complain anymore. I mean, it was a great job. Nobody was bothering me. And yet I was still miserable. <laughs> and then at that point, you got to look around and say, well, because... Before then, a lot of times you would get into a job and you'd be miserable, but you would have a reason why you're miserable, right? You would, you know, the boss treats you bad or you don't like this employee or whatever. It could be anything, but you would always have a reason for it. And then you reach one place where it's like, okay, I have no reason not to like my job, yet I'm unhappy. And so I remember I was driving there driving to work one day and the J. Cole album had just came out and I'm listening to it and I'm like, this is 
this is it right here. He kind of let me down with Born Center. I know a lot of people like the album. I didn't like it. It was cool. When I say I don't like it, that doesn't mean nothing was good on it. It just wasn't, it didn't move me. I felt like it was kind of hollow. It wasn't quite what I needed. And so then this album comes out at the time, the Forest Hill Drive album comes out and it blows me away. And on there, there's uh, these, these lyrics on the song called January 28th that you just listened to, right? And um, he talks about aiming too high or aiming too low. Let me see if I can reach that, uh, find that lyric. Oh, here it is. Don't give them too much you. Now, you got to remember, I'm driving. We got to walk through this thing. I'm driving back and forth to work at a place I did not like. Although I was gaining valuable information, I learned a lot about the game that we call banking, mortgage, financing. I was learning a lot. I was dealing with multi-million dollar loans. I mean, I was a, I was in charge of approving really big decisions or at least medium decisions, right? So there was really no reason to complain unless you know something that is, is greater for you. And so the lyrics say, don't give them too much you. Don't let them take control. It's one thing you do. Don't let them taint your soul. If you believe in God, one thing's for sure. If you ain't aimed too high, then you aim too low. And I would say, I don't remember the exact time the album came out, but I probably listened to it for about a month every day. And then I quit. Not I quit listening. I quit my job. I had money saved up. I had some things that I really wanted to go do. And I started doing them. That's simple. I, I, I had reached a place in my career that if I had went any further, it would have jeopardized my mental, physical, and spiritual health. Because I was at a position in my life where I had arrived, air quotes for those who are watching on Spotify, I I had arrived at my destination, but I aimed too low in that job. I had other aspirations. If I had stayed there, yeah, I would have said I did, you know, I'm, I, you know, I worked at a top bank, right? It just was too low for me. And I don't mean any disrespect with that, right? And so to, to hear that last part again, if you ain't aim too high, then you aim too low. A lot of people, and I've gotten really great feedback on the last few How to Acquire episodes, by the way. So thank you for all the great feedback. All glory to God. Literally, I sit here and I let God, Holy Spirit, work through me and try to figure this thing out as we study. I promise you that's exactly what we're about to do in about five minutes, probably even shorter than that. We're going to study what is in front of us and see where it takes us, right? Now, you just heard Mike and Duga, and he was talking about how he's going to revolutionize Nigeria and bring them to a whole new level. This dude is aiming high. 
going to get to that in a second. I have seen some comments about uh, studying billionaires and, you know, who really wants to be a billionaire. I'd rather just be rich and get out the game. This isn't necessarily for those who are trying to be billionaires. You don't have to to listen to How to Acquire podcasts. You don't have to try to be a billionaire. You don't need a billion dollars to do what you got to do. This is about big ideas. Big ideas are going to attract big opportunities, big problems, big. You got to think huge. And so if we're going to think huge, we got to go to where the huge ideas are. The huge ideas often have a billionaire attached to them. Not always. Somebody, even if you have an idea, you have to get that financed. You have to get that out. Or that idea will eventually grow and become a billion-dollar idea. Elon Musk of the world. Right? So when we're studying these things, we're studying a now billionaire, but they may not have always been a billionaire. The last episode on LeBron James, he wasn't always a billionaire. He was a kid from Akron, Ohio. And we're watching. Nobody, for the most part, I know there's a few exceptions. Nobody's born a billionaire, as far as I know. It become you become who you, you create your reality. And so what we do is we go study where these people are bring it to you. At least that's what we're doing on this season. Past seasons, we get people who are specialists in certain areas and talk to them. And we may do that again. So that's where this idea of the billionaires come from. Because if if you ain't aimed too high, then you aim too low. And there's nothing worse than aiming low and reaching your target. Nothing worse than that. There's nothing worse than knowing God has a promise of a thousand times over your life a thousand times greater than where you currently are and you aim for 10 times greater. No, no, that's to follow behind that footstep. That would, that would leave a lot of people undervaluing who they really are. So we bring ourselves here. We bring ourselves to this episode where Mike and Duga actually was voted on my Twitter. Let's see if we still have that up there. He was voted to be the person that we study today. I usually don't, you know, say, hey, you know, who should we study? But I just, my gut was saying, let the people decide. Because the previous week I did something I normally don't do, which is study a professional basketball player or somebody in the entertainment world. I normally wouldn't do that, right? So let's pull it up so you can see. See if I still have it tagged on here. See, Mike and Duga won. There it is. Which black billionaire should I study on the next episode of How to Acquire Podcast? Mike and Duga versus Aliko Degante. Also, we had Abdus Samad Rabu and Alex Karp. And Mike and Duga won. He edged them out. So that's who we're going to study today. So just so you know how we got here, there was no previous agendas or anything. I don't even know a lot about 
this gentleman, what we're going to learn today. Okay. So that's why we're studying these billionaires. Okay. So just so you know, before every episode, I try to do a quick scan and, and grab, you know, clips and different things and bring them in. So then we have at least something to work with. And then as we're talking and communicating, if I find something else or think of something else, then I'll do a, a search. There's not a lot on Mike and Duca, which is actually very intriguing. That means everybody else out there who is listening to this and as content creators, you have an opportunity to go build your own block up about Mike and Duga and the industries. There's an opportunity here because there's a big, big, big gap in the information age about this guy. So all these great content creators, especially the ones with the bells and whistles, go build up some stuff on this dude. Take this episode and allow it to go throughout the whole world, throughout the whole social media landscape. We should be knowing about this guy immediately. Okay? All right. So here's the little bit that I could find on Mike and Duga. Uh, we're going to dive in. My goal for this episode is to teach you how to dig. Since there's not a lot on him, then my goal isn't to for it to just be about, well, look what this billionaire did. He did this, he did this, he did this. Because I don't have all this, this, and this. So the skill set that you're going to learn today is how to dig for gold. Hear me again. How to dig for gold. How to dig for gold. Now, technically, I could say how to dig for oil. How to dig for money. How to dig for fish. How to dig for anything. Gold is all relative to what you're looking for. So don't think that gold means gold. We are all three feet from gold at any given time, especially once we've reached adversity. Once we've reached adversity, we're three feet from gold. Most people give up three feet from where they're trying to get to. And so hopefully this episode will inspire you to keep digging. There's not a lot on this guy, but I have a feeling that if we dig, we'll find what we need. So with that being said, let's pull up a quick synopsis of what we're dealing with today. Mike Adenuga sits comfortably as the number two billionaire in Nigeria with a lucky number $7 billion net worth in 2022. The 440th richest man on earth in 2021 founded telecommunications company Globacom Limited, commonly known as Glow, which has 55 million subscribers and employs more than 3,500 people worldwide. At the beginning of 2021, Mike was worth $6.3 billion. 
At the time of writing, which is Valentine's Day 2022, he's $700 million richer. That's $1,711,491 a day in the last 409 days, or $71,312 an hour. That's more money in an hour than a well-paid dental hygienist makes in a year. Not bad for a man that paid for his MBA studies at Pace University in New York by driving a taxi for around $35,000 a year. That amount is adjusted for inflation, by the way. He also gets richer thanks to oil money. As his oil exploration outfit, Conoil Producing, operates six oil blocks in the Niger Delta. He has half the fortune of the Liquid Angote, but no smaller an appetite for the finer things. Mike has a lucky number seven children with wifey Titi Joyce, and carts some of them around in an armored 505 horsepower, $267,000 Bentley Muzan. The Armored Group LLC modifies vehicles to provide a presidential level of ballistics and explosion protection for VIPs. Although the armor that is integrated in the body increases the weight of the already heavy car dramatically, it compensates by reinforcing the suspension so the ride feels similar to the original. The work of armoring is carefully and meticulously done to preserve the integrity of the bespoke automobile's original design. If you really want to be safe and don't mind being a little less comfy, you could get a $479,000 Range Rover Sentinel or a $1 million Carlin King with VR8 rating. A VR8 rating means the car has 360-degree ballistic and explosive resistance. Like Alico, he keeps a pair of Mercedeses in the garage, a $173,000 Mercedes Maybach S-Class, and an $86,000 Mercedes-Benz AMG C63. Throw in your quintessential, unapologetically swanky $550,000 Rolls-Royce Phantom, and voila, you have yourself a Nigerian billionaire. Sure, 29-year-old American pop star Selena Gomez has one $7.6 million Phenom 300 private jet, but Mike Adenuga has two private jets of his own, a $39.9 million Bombardier Global 500 and a $47.1 million Dassault Falcon 7X. His pair of birds worth over $87 million have shelter in one of his homes. Mike owns the second most expensive private residence in Nigeria. It costs a room of $22.2 million and is located on the deliciously named Banana Island, the Hamptons of Lagos. Even the- All right, so now we have an ad, so we're going to let the ad come through and play. Uh, so while we're doing that, this is from the richest um, social media account, and they do profiles on different people that uh, are um, successful and rich. And so this particular episode is about what it's like to be a billionaire in Nigeria. Uh, let's let them finish up. I think they have about a minute or so left on Mike and Duga, and then we'll dive into what we believe that we picked up from from this part. Banana Island is exclusive AF. To get in, you have to have a code for the gate, which changes every day. Mike's estate is right by the sparkling blue Lagos Lagoon. It has a pair of watchtowers for security, eight duplexes, an on-site mosque, a church to rival Kanye's, and a 200-person hall for respectable-sized get-togethers. In his hood, Aliko Dangote also has a res, as does Afrobeats artist Davido, writer and ex-model Linda Ikeji, and former Nigerian senator Dr. Iyabo Obasanjo. Mike doesn't spend all his billions on himself, though. He does give through his self-titled foundation. When floods hit Bayel's estate, he gave $1.2 million. Okay, so that's less than 0.1% of his net worth, and technically, when a first-year public school teacher who makes $35,000 a year gives $20 to Greenpeace, she's actually giving more than five times as much in terms of generosity. But still, $1.2 million ain't chump change. Abdul All Samad right, and actually, Abdul Samad Rabu was one of the other people that we had listed 
as someone to study. So maybe he'll make the list on how to acquire in the future. All right. So that was once again from the richest. That's the name of the uh, YouTube account. They have 15.1 million subscribers. This uh, particular video, you know, I can't actually tell how many viewers this particular episode uh, received. Let's see. Oh, here we go. Oh, I still can't tell. I see it has 200 and uh, I'm sorry, 2000 likes, but I can't see views. I'm not sure why. Um, Usually I'm able to see views really easily, but okay, we'll move forward. So three things stand out to me and it's not the cars, which is pretty cool that they named the company that does the modifications to the cars. That's something, you know, if you are interested into that world, you can see about having equity in a company that does modifications to expensive vehicles. That could be uh, something to pick up on. It wasn't about the private jets, although you could see, okay, well, maybe I need to manufacture private jets and sell it to billionaires or whoever, millionaires as well. It wasn't the estate uh, where actually his estate is significantly less than some of these rappers out here who are overspending on their estate. But I digress. And yeah, so it wasn't any of those. And it's great that he's a family man. All that is great. It's something that they didn't mention last week when we talked about LeBron James. But they mentioned it here. They mentioned a foundation. So we're going to look and and see, well, what? let's find out about this thing. I do not have a tab about the foundation. So that's something else we need to pull up. So one thing we're going to look up is foundation. Remember, we're learning how to dig for gold here. We found a profile on this gentleman. There's not a lot of profiles on this gentleman. We took that that video, and now we're dissecting it down to what we believe to be important and vital information. So you have to decide, is the cars, the airplane, the house, is that important information? Maybe. Or are we trying to figure out how he got those things? Right. And so the other two things that he mentioned was the telecom or communications industry and oil. So you have to decide, do we focus on airplanes, cars and houses or do we focus on oil, communications and foundation? How do you dig for gold? Rule number one in digging for gold. Don't get distracted by fool's gold. Rule number one for digging for gold, do not get distracted by the fool's gold. As you're digging for the gold, there's going to be some other shiny stuff that you see that looks like it could be gold. You might pick it up and say, oh, I got me something. That's not the gold. Let's look that up for a second. What's the difference between gold and fool's gold? What's the difference between gold and fool's gold? How to tell the difference between fool's gold? Fool's gold is a common nickname for pyrite. 
Pirate received that nickname because it is worth virtually nothing, but has an appearance that fools people into believing that it is gold. With a little patience, there are many easy tests that anyone can use to quickly tell the difference between pyrite and gold. The nickname Fool's Gold has been used by gold buyers and prospectors who were amused by excited people who thought they had found gold. These people did not know how to tell the difference between pyrite and gold. How to separate Fool's Gold from gold. Here are a few simple tests. Wise people obtain a couple small pieces of pyrite and a couple small pieces of gold and use them to gain valuable experience. So you can um, tarnish color, shape, specific gravity, and they have a whole uh, way of knowing how to do it, right? So my point is, as you dig for gold, there will be fool's gold. And in this scenario, the airplane the cars, the house, and for what we're trying to accomplish today, it's fool's gold. Now, there are some things you can learn from it. Like I said, oh, that's what billionaires invest their money in. Then I need to own a company or have equity in a company that does modifications to expensive vehicles. Fair. Then there's something there, right? And then we could go, that could be a whole nother episode. Oh, they buy private jets. Well, then I need to uh, be a manufacturer of private jets. There is some some things there. Oh, they buy expensive homes next to the lagoon. Okay, well, I need to be in construction. So there there are some things there. I don't want to say, oh, you know, it's it's not what you know any type of value. There is some value there. Don't get me wrong. But for what we're trying to accomplish on how to acquire for our mission for our, our definite purpose. That's fool's gold for the bigger picture. We want to know how he was able to obtain those things, right? He obtained them through oil communications. And now there's something going on with this foundation. So where do we begin first? Let's start with the communications company. I have it pulled up already. I didn't have the foundation pulled up yet. We'll do that one last. Okay. And so let's go to the about me. If there is an about me, support, voice, data, money. The website is called glowworld.com. And I want to find out more about the company. So I go down. When you're on a website, either it's going to be in the top. It'll say about me or about us, or it'll be at the bottom. So this one was at the bottom, about glow. Why am I doing this? Because I'm digging for gold. I want to know exactly what the company does. I want to learn what industry it's in so then I can study that industry. So they're telling you straight out, yo, we're in the telecom solutions industry. Boom. That way I don't have to go looking in the wrong direction. At Global Com, we hold our vision with very high esteem. This keeps us moving forward. This vision is about you. We have soared high in our aspiration to build Africa's biggest and best telecommunications network with millions of subscribers in Nigeria and Ghana. Okay? So he, he has decided to be in the telecom industry. So if I'm digging for gold, for what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to learn how to acquire, right? 
Now, don't forget, the poor teach your children how to buy. The rich teach your children how to sell. And the wealthy teach their children how to acquire. All right. So what I'm going to do is type in telecom industry. And I even may do global telecom industry. And I want to find some, some trusted sources based off of my experience in the past. Uh, Statista usually has some really great, some really great information. Try to get rid of these cookies on my screen. They tell me my, all my, all my uh, friends tell me do not allow these cookies through. But sometimes it's hard to to get through this thing without allowing these cookies in. All right. Telecommunications. We want to know well, what does that mean? If we're going to dig for gold, okay, so here's here's what we're doing. We just were digging, right? We found a really great video and it broke down and we're going to cipher through the fool's gold. Now we're looking at telecommunications. And then we're going to look at a second company, which we believe is in oil. We'll learn more about that in a second. And then he also mentioned a foundation. So those are the three pieces of gold that we can take, cut open, and see if there's more gold in it or more value in it or more wisdom in it. So the first piece of gold that we just took out is telecommunications industry. That's where this gentleman has decided to build his fortune. If we pull up Forbes, and we look at Mike Nduga, $6.5 billion. It says here, he's Nigeria's second richest man, built his fortune in telecom and oil production. So we just confirmed that it is telecom because the website said it. So now we have matching information. So Forbes is accurate in what they're saying. It's not always going to be that way. W one person may say, well, no, they built his fortune over here. And, and then another person said, no, he built it this way. Now you got conflicting information. We're starting to see synchronicity in the information, which means we're on the right track. We're not being fooled. We're not being confused. We're not being played here. We have trusted sources that are all saying the same thing, telecom and oil production. See, and it says his, mob his mobile phone network, Globalcom, is the third largest operator in Nigeria. So that's what we're currently looking at. We looked at this website. It's the third largest operator in Nigeria. Okay. And now we're on, okay, well, what is a telecom industry? Right? IT sector spending on telecommunication services. 1.33 trillion. The largest company by revenue is AT&T. The importance of the telecommunications industry to global growth, prosperity, and innovation cannot be overstated. Let's see. The telecommunications sector is accommodating the rapid shift in working arrangements. So let's look at some of these insights. So when you go to certain websites, you want to find market research websites so you can figure out, well, what is this industry and how do I get my hands on it? So they're talking about market segments, fixed and wireless connections, cover all bases, where, while wireless continues to become more significant, fixed connections remain a vital service. The number of fixed broadband continues to grow. 
So they're telling you that this is a, a growing industry, something you should pay attention to. Look, they even have books for you to get into. Top 100 Companies in Communications. You can click and find who these companies are. And if you were strategic, you could reach out to them and figure out if you wanted to collaborate and work with them, or you can just study them. However you wanted to play your game. Now, this particular book looks like it had, it would cost you $500 to get access to. I would just take the, the, the companies and then do my own independent research from this. They give me everything I need right here. I don't even need to pay for anything. If you want to pay, you can. Now, they're just telling me what's in here, the revenue, all that. I can just take each company, take a, maybe an hour, and, and, and find out what I find with these companies. Okay? So here's what I would want to do. If, I've, if I feel that I found an industry that could be an area where I can get into as an investor, do I know about it? Remember we talked about the five laws of gold a couple episodes ago? Go through your five laws of gold. Well, I guess we'll, we'll pull that up now. I wanted to do something else, but we should have the five laws of gold up. Oh, this is so much fun. Because we're digging for gold, we should have our five laws of gold up. Here they are. Gold loves those who save 10%. Gold likes to multiply. Gold loves a cautious owner. Gold favors those who study investments. Gold and get-rich-quick schemes don't mix. Okay, so remember, most times on our episodes, we're studying investments. We're also acting as a cautious owner. We want to surround ourselves with people who understand this industry. So here's what I would do. I'm going to go find some advisors that are already on the Internet. And I want to know what countries need telecom. Which countries have more jobs in telecom? Top five overseas destinations to telecom professionals. Which European country leads? See, I don't want what leads. I want to know who is desperate for telecom communications. That's where I want to go. The way my mind is thinking is, well, if telecom is a really great industry, I need to find places where it hasn't reached yet. So what countries... fail at telecom. Okay, so that's how we're going to get here. How telecom operators in Africa are failing persons. Telecos like telecom, failing European. Okay, here we go. This is what I'll do. Country, uh, telecom, telecommunications, communications, country, rankings. I need an advisor to spit back to me what the, the current, oh, here we go, top countries in the information and technology development index. Which country is best in telecommunications? United States, that's what they're saying, but we'll see. Okay, so this source is worldatlas.com. This source is branddirectory.com. Brand value rankings. Okay, we're going to go with that one. But these are potential advisors. If we trust these companies, we got at least a, a soft 
commitment of an advisor who can spit back information to us. Okay, so these are the top 150 telecom areas. Well, these are the companies. Okay, so this would also have the countries there too. I see what they're doing. And I'm trying to avoid these cookies as much as possible. So let me see if we can move. There we go. Get this off of here. Let's see how they're doing it. They're going to try to make you pay for certain information. And you can if you feel that you need to. So what I want to do is I want to look at the bottom 100. That's the way my mind works. My mind is, hey, what company is a big company and what country is it in to where I could potentially work within that country and do some things? So you have a 92 ranking for a company called Kojeka in Canada. I'm in the United States. I might be able to work with that. Winstrom, this is in America. Because see, if I try to go to the top, Verizon, it may get a little crowded out there, the top. You know, I don't believe in tops, but, you know, it is what it is. It could get a little crowded out there. So what I want to do is I want to find people who are on the rise. And if I wanted to stay in America, I could just use something like U.S. Cellular. It's at the bottom of this 100 list. And say I wanted to get into telecommunications. Brand finance has calculated the brand value of the U.S. cellular brand 12 times between 2010 and 2022. The U.S. cellular brand valuation is featured in one brand rankings. See, so they will, they'll get you to pay for all this stuff. And I'm not trying to get you to pay for it. I just want to get the information. So now I know that U.S. cellular is a company that is ranked a little bit on the lower side when it comes to telecommunications. And I might be able to add value to them. I might, I don't know. We'll have to find out. So let's go to handy dandy LinkedIn. I'm going to show you how to dig for gold today. Okay. U.S. Cellular. I find them. On LinkedIn, 47,000 followers. I click on the company. I follow the company. I want to be in frequency. They have 6,886 employees. And now I know who this CEO is. If I want to connect, I can connect. I have one shared connection. I could ask the connection to make a connection for me and say, hey, so-and-so, can you please connect me to this person? Because I may be able to add value to them. Now, when I go reach out to, to this person, what do I say? What do I do? Well, tell me about your company and your organization. I'm actually looking to invest in telecom. I, you know, I, I, I listened to this really great episode on how to acquire about the telecom industry. And I think I could actually add a lot of really great value. So tell me what it is that you need. And let me see if I can be able to be one of those people that can help you assist. Could I notice that your company is doing great, but there's a lot of room for opportunity to get to the top 10. Based off of my independent research, you're ranked in number 100 out of the top 150 uh, telecom companies. And I have a sneaky suspicion that you would like to be in the top 50. 
how do we get you there? Right? So as an investor, we want to, that's how we would want to speak to a company. It doesn't have to be that company. It could be any company. So back to the list. Is this my list? Or is this the list? I think this is the list. I'm going to go back a page. So back to the list. Here we go. I'm just looking for companies and countries that I think, well, I could add value to. So I'm in the United States. So a neighbor of mine is Canada. I may have interest in uh, places in Africa. I may have interest in places in South America. That's all going to be off of your investment profile. But now I have at least something to build off of in the telecom industry. If that's a place I want to build in. Why would I be of, of any interest in, in the telecom industry? Because I'm going to do my independent research on not just Statista. I might do 10 different companies, 10 different websites that do market research. And if they all are telling me that telecom is a high growth industry, then I may go in that direction, especially when I see that one of the billionaires has built an entire conglomerate or at least about to be in Nigeria, Ghana, and I think it was one other country. So I may not try to go into Nigeria or Ghana. Maybe I'll do. I don't know. I have to see what the information provides to me because guess what I'm going to do? The five laws of gold tells me I need to study this first. I need to know it. And if I don't know it, I need to surround myself with people who do know the game. I'm not just going to run out there and do it. I got to I got to go do all my research on it. I got to go dig for gold. That's what Mike and Duga this episode is teaching us. This isn't just about who Mike and Duga is, how many kids he got, and how do we get his house. It's oh, you're in the telecom industry? Well, how do I get in the telecom industry without necessarily copying you? I can be inspired by you and then I can do my own thing and figure out well where is my place? I would love to have telecom in my portfolio. Here's one way that I can do that. Now, he's not just in telecom. He's also in oil, right? So back to the Forbes here, for those watching on uh, Spotify, his oil exploration outfit, Con Oil Producing, operates six oil blocks in Niger Delta. He made his first million at 26 selling lace, and distributing soft drinks, and he was also one time a taxi driver. Okay, so let's pull up the oil company. Here it is. The company has board of directors. Write that down. When you build your company, or when you when you are investing in a company, does it have a strong board of directors? It has a management team. It has a mission and vision. Our mission and vision. We meet. And we meet and get to know you. You tell us and we listen. We are reliable consultancy and capacity building service to our mission and vision. Oh, here we go. An exploration company creating high value, a leading oil and gas developer in the Niger Delta. So let's pull that up. What is the Niger Delta? Maps is one of my favorite things to say. Maps matter. Maps matter. At least to me, they do. Niger Delta map, 
I want to know where this is. If they're in the, what is it about? Because sometimes the, the greatest thing about an opportunity is the landscape. So let's see. Oh, that could be a better map right here. Okay, the Niger Delta. I really want to know. Okay, so this is okay. So everything in the yellow here is Nigeria, and this is a part of Nigeria, if I'm understanding it correctly. Hopefully I'm reading that correctly. A map showing the Niger Delta in Nigeria. Okay. So that's the Niger Delta. And the oil, I'm assuming, let me just go back a second. Okay, the, they're the developed, that's where they're located. The preferred indigenous partner, deepening indigenous leadership platform in the Nigeria Delta, transforming con oil into the flagship of indigenous upstream petroleum companies in Nigeria, the largest independent oil and gas producer in West Africa. Okay. So what I would want to do in this situation, now I did have an episode, or we did have an episode about oil and gas last year. If you remember, we had a really great conversation, but let's pretend I never knew anything about that. Because what I would do is if I want to do oil and gas, I would contact the people that I uh, interviewed. It was a really great conversation. You can pull it up. I would just contact them because that's what they do. They advise in the oil and gas industry. Let's just say we didn't know that. So petroleum industry, And if I remember correctly, on one of our earlier episodes, oil and gas was a high growth industry. Let's see if I can pull that up. Sorry, I'd be having my, here it is. I believe oil and gas was listed as a high growth industry. 10 global fastest growing industries. Global oil and gas exploration and production. It's right there, right on IBS. So now I, now I have corresponding information doesn't mean it's all the way right i still got more work to do but i got a billionaire telling me he's invested in oil i got this website saying yo oil and gas is a high growth industry i have an episode from last year or last season where we have consultants in the oil and gas industry we're starting to get, do you see where I'm coming from here? We're starting to see a little bit of synergy here. And now we're starting to surround ourselves with the right information if we ever want to invest in oil and gas. So I'll pull this up. IBS, IBIS World is a really great source uh, to get all your uh, information and reports, similar to that Statista website. There's about 10 of them. So if you start finding all the market research companies that you really like, save those and just keep using those over and over again so you can get at least the basic information. The performance of the oil and gas production industry is expected to suffer over the, over the five years as a result of lower product prices and increased demand. In fact, industry revenue is expected to fall at an annualized rate of such and such and such and such. That, that could be a good thing. That's why they're saying it's one of the highest growth industries because it's going to, if they're about to fall, this industry has no major players with a market share of greater than 
Yeah, this this could be a really great opportunity if the industry is down, which we talked about on on that episode. Y'all really should go listen to it. If the industry is down in a particular area where we know it's going to potentially be up, we may be on to something. The reason why it's a high growth industry is because people think it's down. That's why on the other people on the list, hotels and resorts. During COVID, people said, oh, forget that. Airports, tourism. <laughs> the reason why these are potential high growth industries is because they're strong, but they just hit a, they, they went through some things. Are you following where I'm coming from? So we're digging for gold here. We're digging, we're digging, we're digging. First gold, telecom communications or telecommunications. Find out about that industry. Find the market research companies. One of the first steps uh, in digging for gold is stay away from the fool's gold. Dissect, dissect that and move out of the way. The second thing is once you find the gold, examine it. What do you know about this gold? The third thing is after somebody's built their fortune, after they've done their thing with their gold, what do they do with it? And let's look. So his name, I heard something about from the other video, Mike and Duga Foundation. Oh, this is good. Thank you all for the people who voted for this. I knew this would be a really great episode. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. The Mike and Duga Foundation is proudly Pan-African Philanthropic Foundation. So let's pull that up. Does it have a website? Oh, here it is. All right, let's let it pull up. This is fun. You're digging for gold here. Very few people are going to show you how to dig for gold. Wealth and Society, Building a Better World. Mike Nduga, founder of the foundation. Okay, well, how do I get to the foundation? How do I get there? How do I get to the website? All that good stuff. So oil, telecommunications, study the industries, see who's the players, Find your advisors. Decide if you have enough information in order to invest. Figure out what countries could best uh, use your services. You have a lot of digging to do. Once you find where, where one piece of gold is, dig in that area. So one piece of gold was found over in the telecom communications area. Boom. Go dig more. One gold, piece of gold was found in the oil and gas industry. Go dig over there. Now... Once you see that where this billionaire has made his money, now what do we do? You find out how he leverages it. Mike and Duga Foundation. His foundation is hard to find, y'all. <laughs> well, the foundation's website is hard to find. I'll say that. Oh, here it is. Charity organization, the Mike and, and uh, Nduga Foundation is a proudly pan-African. The main mission of the organization is to help Nigeria and other African countries. Cool, cool, cool. 
And what you got to really respect that everything is consistent. So his telecommunications company is to expand Nigeria. He's thinking on a countrywide level. Okay. And Ghana, West Africa, that's what his mind is thinking. Gas and oil is in the Niger Delta. (laughs) It's not just down the street, let me take care of these 10 people. He's looking at regions that he's servicing. He's bringing service to over 55 million people on the telecommunication side. I didn't get the numbers for oil and gas. And then now for his foundation is to serve African countries. Do you see what I'm saying? So whatever you are doing, serve huge amounts of people as much as possible. Now, the question is, where is the website? Is there a website? Come on, come on. Where you at? This is digging for real gold right here. Because finding this website is going to be a major feat. I can see it now. I mean, we're, I mean, there's a Facebook page, but I want I want the website, and maybe there's not one. I don't know. Let's see. So we keep digging. The Mike and Duga Foundation headquarters, Lagos. Operating region, Nigeria and other African countries, grants, awards. No website. Yep, no website, no website. We're going to get it done. If there's a website, we will find it. Okay, the Mike and Duga foundation is registered unknown owners nope no website media center okay don't see don't see it This is in January of this year. Oh, we might have something this one. There is a Facebook page. So for some people, that may be enough. For me, I would want to go a little bit further than the Facebook page because I want to I want to study it a little bit more and see who potential partners are, potential donors. And then take from that more gold of, well, here's how you structure your foundation. Hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't see anything about where the actual, ooh. This foundation is held in partnership with the Mike and Diga Center. Oh, here we go. This might not be the website, but this is about him being a silent giver 
who never stops giving. So let's see what that brings. Once again, in that you are listening to How to Acquire a Podcast, and we are digging for gold. We found a lot of really go, really great gold so far. This episode is inspired by Mike and Duga, and we're looking at his foundation, and we're trying to see if this website will pull up. Uh, because I believe some further information about the foundation could get us into... It could get us into some deeper wisdom of where to put your money at, but I'm not getting some of these websites are not pulling up. There's something there though. Oh, here we go. This website's pulling up Mike and Duga foundation. Let's see business address. Companies with similar addresses. Yeah. You know, there's something going on at this foundation. Oh, you know what I need to do? I'm going to take the Mike and Duga Foundation. We try to find websites. Let's go to YouTube. And let's see if there's any YouTube videos on the Mike and Duga Foundation. Nine years ago. I wonder if the foundation is still in existence. Because a lot of the stuff that he did with it was nine years ago. Here's a video about the foundation from nine years ago. Yes, this no doubt is one of the most trying times in our state's history. And His Excellency the Governor haven't done as much as he has done. Uh, I just want to take a brief remark on behalf of uh, Dr. Mike Adenoga Jr., GCON. May I first thank Your Excellency on behalf of our chairman, Dr. Mike Adenoga Jr., GCON, and the board of Mike Adenoga Foundation for making time out of your very busy schedule to receive us this afternoon. We are grateful for this wonderful opportunity. It is indeed a rare privilege for me to deliver this message on behalf of Dr. Adenoga Jr., who has asked that we convey the deepest sympathies of the Mike Adenoga Foundation to the government and good people of Bayelsa State on the recent flood disaster which ravaged part of the state. We commiserate with those who lost loved ones to the flood those who were displaced from their homes or business premises, and all those whose lives were suddenly turned into a nightmare by the flood. So the Mike and Duga Foundation, this is about nine years ago, there must have been a flood in the area, and they stepped in to help out the victims. So he's not only serving through the companies, he's also serving through the foundation uh, to make sure that if something is happening, that he's taking care of his people. And that's going to be very powerful as you build your empire, as you build your portfolio, that it's not just about making money, right? Let's see if there's anything else on the Mike and Duga Foundation. And this is one of those things that I'll just keep looking into. 
uh, after this is after we're done with this episode. Because I would like to know more about the foundation. So we found our three pieces of gold. This piece of gold is going to require a deeper analysis. But we know it's there. Even if it's not in operation anymore, it once was. And there's something to be learned from that. And we know that it's made some type of moves. We, I wonder if the Mike and Duga Center is owned by the foundation. See that here they're building. Here they're building the foundation for those watching on Spotify. I'm not foundation. They're building a center. I wonder if that was done through his foundation or not. The site, number nine, Osborne, is located in a very prime position. It's at the intersection of three major streets, Osborne Road, Afedrowani, and Gerard Road, which gives it a very excellent visibility. When we got here, it was quite interesting, an old building, uh, pre-independence, actually. When we saw it, we almost all agreed that we should keep the building largely dependent on the brief from the client. I came to the site immediately, so I was surprised to see this type of uh, colonial structure. I managed to be myself to come to the first floor. What I saw it was a disaster. And with our big surprise, you know, we could not even uh, move to the first floor because even the internal step it was about to collapse. So we started to reinforce it. Yeah, with a structural uh, steel column because we wanted to maintain the original structure of the building. So he's building a center. Uh, so let's look up what the Mike and Duga Center currently does because this is three years ago. So more than likely, the center is completed. So as you build your portfolio, you build your foundations, then you're going to have to start uh, having a presence in the community somehow, some way. Even Mike Nduga has presence in the community and this dude don't have no type of social media presence, right? So, I mean, he knows that he needs to have some type of presence. Uh, the Mike Nduga Center, <laughs> excuse me, Center, oh, here's the website. Let's see, a cultural center. Mike Nduga Center, along with Alliance French, French ES. Michael Duga Center. There it is. Promoting French language and culture. The Alliance Francoise of Lagos is a Nigerian nonprofit institution dedicated to promotion. Okay, so he... The center has been integrated by French President Emmanuel Macron. Oh, here we go. The Alliance of Lagos is part of a network of 10 alliances, 840 globally, first located inside the House of France. Alliance Francois Logos had, had to move to Yoba in 2011, where it set up its headquarters for a few years before the generous and visionary project of Dr. Mike Andigua uh, came to life, offering Alliance Logos an incredible opportunity to relocate to the vibrant heart city inside the impressive Mike Andigua Center. The center has been inaugurated by French President Emmanuel Macron. 
So this is an alliance with them, and he appears to be one of the people who stepped in to uh, make a, a donation and make sure the center happened. And once you start putting your once you start putting all that money down on a center, your name gets out there. I'm assuming this is the same Mike and Duga, unless there's a different Mike and Duga. I don't have confirmation. I have to say that just in case. So yes, uh, we're seeing traces of the billionaire's hands all over the place. He's finding areas of interest, and he's he's making sure his hands are felt within his community. And these are pieces of gold that you should be looking at because these are some of the steps that you can make as you acquire. As you acquire, what do you do with it? Where do you put your influence? You give it away. You give your influence away so more influence comes to you. I want to hear from Mike and Duga himself. We haven't heard from him since the beginning of the episode. And I want to hear from him and see what he's thinking started doing was calling our contacts at NCC, brainstorming and saying, look, what do we do? Where do we go from here? What do we do? The only alternative left for us to be able to salvage the situation as of that time was for us to remit the entire sum with a caveat into the account of NCC at Chase Manhattan Bank in New York, saying that please keep it on their account till we are given a fresh license. And we kept the money there for three, three weeks. And uh, we made a lot of appeal, a lot of contacts, and what have you. But honestly, we gratitude to God and we gratitude to this government. I mean, I know the workings of government fairly well. We gratitude to this government. We have a basket of license. I, do, I think what happened was not personal because he had a personal. Listen, the government, if they don't want us in the business, there's nothing we can do about it. And for us, we realized that we have to go into this business. We had always wanted to go into this business. As you are well aware, big business doesn't fight government. They work with government, and that's what we try to do. And luckily, I think he ended up well. There's been much talk about the company being a wholly Nigerian. Operations on homegrown systems. You want to express it on this? The Global Cup itself is an homegrown world class initiative to address the issue of telecommunications in Nigeria. And it's largely, you know, it's 100% Nigerian. So part of what he's saying there is uh, what's the name of the company? I always almost mispronounced it. Glow. I think they call it GLOW. He says initi- an initiative to address the telecom- telecommunications issues in the area. So I'm thinking, who else has telecommunications issues? What countries have telecommunications issues? What countries have oil and gas issues? If you solve the problem, you become the solution. What countries have telecommunications? We're about to go, I promise. Telecommunications issues. This is how you dig for gold. You got to know where to look. 
telecommunications issues in developing countries. Now, this is from 2004. I want something a little bit more newer than this. Country rankings, ITU. What I'm looking for, for those who are wondering, I'm looking for countries that are kind of on the cusp where they have some telecommunications issues and if someone stepped in, it would really help them. Top countries in the information and communications technology development index. So these top 10, they don't need my help. Top 20, even I would even say the top 20 probably don't even need, need my help. How do I get the bottom 20? If you can find where the bottom is, you just found the top. The top is the bottom and the bottom is the top when you're an investor. So here's what there are the top 10 or top 20 countries in the information. If you can figure out whatever the area is that you're looking for, if you could figure out the bottom and then kind of lean towards the middle of the bottom, the middle that would get you closer to the top, invest there. It's not all the way at the bottom where it's like, oh my goodness, there's no opportunity to even make a move. It's right on the cusp. They just need a little bit more. They just need you. If you can find that, you just learned how to acquire. In the gold area, I'm sorry, not gold, in the oil and gas industry, if you can find areas that need oil and gas production, they're underserved, boom. You just found how to acquire. You're three feet from gold, my friends. You're three feet from gold. Right? Don't give them too much of you. Don't let them take control. It's one thing you do. Don't let them taint your soul. If you believe in God, the one thing's for sure, if you ain't aim too high, then you aim too low. Find your top industries that you understand or can have people who understand it. Five laws ago teach you that. and then leverage it. Are you following what I'm saying? The poor teach your children how to buy. The rich teach your children how to sell. And the wealthy, they teach your children how to acquire. The most of the staff of Globalcom, they are Nigerians, driven by Nigerians. And we believe that we should meet the customer's expectation in a very affordable manner. And that's why we've deployed the latest state-of-the-art technology. You know, and that's why we introduced the Paseco. The Paseco billing itself, as you are well aware, is that billing that makes it exact you talk for five seconds, why don't you talk to the next one minute? 
You talk for five seconds, you are billed for five seconds. A call drops, it takes two seconds for the call to drop, you pay for two seconds. Now, you can make a quick GSM call for as little as four or five naira. Just make a quick call to your wife and say, look, sweetheart, I'm home in 30 minutes for as less, less than four or five naira. And I think that's what Nigeria wants. As you are well aware, Globalcom is Nigerian. The brand itself is Nigerian. The aspiration of the brand itself is to meet the yearnings of Nigerians. And that's the focus. That's the driving force. Ah, this is very special one. You're not operating in a different environment from the initial operators. How do you think you're going to be able to surmount the problems, power cuts, and related problems that some of them are giving as excuses? What do you think you have that's going to be different to be able to attack all of this? The, there's nothing we have ahead of competition. Those challenges they are facing, we are also facing them. And uh, the only thing I can tell you is that our determination to be different, our determination that, listen, at whatever cost we we'll provide it for Nigerians at affordable prices. And I can assure you as much as possible, we will not give Nigerians excuses. Now, you have to build your cell sites, you have to put two generators, you need to do everything on your own, the infrastructure is not there. But I guess what we also have against, ahead of everybody is that we are Nigerians. We've played actively in all key segments in this country. We know this country absolutely very well. We know Nigerians. We know the yearnings of Nigerians. And the global proposition is a huge, well-focused proposition founded on the basis of satisfying that Nigerian customer. 